And if there's one thing I've learned about this world that we live in, like humans are changing. I mean, our minds are changing. When we hear somebody who's all in on us, we're willing to give them a shot. We might not go all in them right away, but I'm telling you what, when someone picks up Buzz's book, they're going to read it and be like, dang, I'm all in, right? But if you just give them enough to say, hey, here's everything. You don't even need to buy if you don't want to. They're going to pick it up and say, you know what? This person trusts me enough to give it to me. I'm going to go ahead and invest. And I have found that to be true time and time again. And I'll, I'll tell you what, the people that show up with a service-based business that are out to serve themselves don't do well in podcasting. Welcome to You Are Buzzworthy. I'm sure I don't have to tell you, my podcast listeners, how awesome podcasts are for learning from experts. I mean, I hope that's why you're here listening to this podcast. But did you know that you could be utilizing podcasts just like mine for your own business? Yes, I'm talking to you. I mean, I really am talking to everyone in the business world, but you're here and hopefully you will tell someone else about what we are going to cover today, which is how to use podcasts to help your business succeed. And to help me with today's topic is the master of both sides of the podcast marketing coin, Alex Sanfilippo. Alex is the host of a top-rated podcast called Podcasting Made Simple. He is also the founder of podpros.com, a software company focused specifically on the podcasting industry. Alex and his team have created a couple of popular services like Podmatch, a service that matches podcast guests and hosts together for interviews, and Podcast SOP, a project management tool that helps podcasters keep up with their episode releases. Welcome to the show, Alex. Michael, thank you so much for that great introduction. It's really an honor to be here. I'm, I'm a fan of your work, so it's really cool to be able to have this opportunity with you today. Oh, I'm, I'm humbled. Because <laughs> you and I actually met through two other masterminds that we happen to be uh, connected with. And I'm sure you have passed through because of how busy you are, because you're doing so many things. I mean, you got just got a best-selling author, which I didn't even mention in your intro. I needed to do that. But yes, this man is now a best-selling author on podcasting. And so I've learned so much. I've used your tools myself, and I had to have you on here because my listeners need to hear what we're going to talk about today. Um, so we don't have a lot of time, Alex, and I know you're busy. So I'm going to hop right into my first question because I know this is what everybody's asking themselves right now. Why would anybody consider podcasting in general a tool to help their business succeed? Yeah. So Buzz, and I may have called you Michael earlier. The first person to introduce us was calling you Michael. And I'm like, before we start recording, I'm like, what do you like to be called? And he's like, Buzz. And I'm like, cool. I think I may have called you Michael already a couple of times, but I'm gonna call you Buzz from now on. But that's uh, fine. Yeah. Anyway, so obviously from everything you just said, by the way, like I'm through and through podcasting, like this is literally all I do. And years ago, one of my first experiences in realizing that it had more of an application than just fun and being a, a hobby for people like the first time I realized I had a true business application is when I was actually looking for a product slash service to use of my own. And because I always liked podcasts, I thought they're fun to listen to. I was doing research on finding a SMS company to help me market, which is it's um, basically text message marketing, right? So it's like, is there any services out there that can do that for me? Sure enough, they exist. I found them through search engines and I found three of them. And all three looked really good. And so the next thing I did, I was like, well, I love podcasts. I wonder if there's any education on this because I, I know I want to do it. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to succeed with it. There's obviously some best practices when texting people, right? So I went to my, my podcast player and I started mm -hmm. like looking around. I was like, is there anything on this? 
And what do you know? I found one of those three companies had a podcast, but in addition to that, I believe it was their CMO who was actually going on podcasts as a guest and talking about how to successfully do SMS marketing. And I just consumed everything from this company, from that one person who was there. Guess which of the products I bought at the end of the day? (laughs) I bought the one that took the time to educate me. And then just for fun, I told my wife, I'm like, yeah, this person like really, I feel like I'm actually pretty good at this. I haven't even done it yet. And I was like, you know what? A curiosity, how much I just spend compared to the other services. It was the most expensive of the three. And the thing is that the, the actual features weren't really any different. Like I, I didn't make my decision based off the features because they're very similar. It was the fact that this one company really heavily invested in the education through podcasting, which again, was something I really like to consume and listen to. I wasn't going to go look around on YouTube for it. I was going to listen to it while I was working out in the gym. And that to me right there, <laughs> that's the power for a business and podcasting, plain and simple. What I'm hearing here is authority, right? I'm sure you have probably spewed out a lot of statistics about how engaged podcast listeners are. I mean, shoot, the people listening right now have been listening to us for almost five minutes. And whatever you're doing right now, Mr. and Mrs. Listener, is it has nothing to do really with probably what we're talking about, but you're soaking it in, right? And you're soaking in from people who have been there, done that, right? And I think that's like huge that when we are in learning states, we can be in a flow state of doing something else. I, I listen to podcasts when I'm mowing the lawn because it is something I hate doing. So if at least I'm learning something, because I listen to, I'm, I'm like you, I, like, I listen to learn. And it's like, okay, I just need the concept. I need the methodologies. I just want to, I want to understand how other people are doing things. And so if you're a service-based business, what I'm hearing you say is that you can establish yourself as a expert in what you do. Yeah, now, that's correct. Yeah. The question now becomes is like a lot of people think, well, wait a second, I'm a local business. Maybe I'm a dentist or a chiropractor or a lawyer. How am I going to utilize a podcast as a local business? It's a good question. You know, at first, when I first thought this, I'm like, well, podcasting isn't for you. And then I met this entire field of local podcasters that do way better than guys like me who podcast to everyone in the world because they already have this predisposition niche. Like, here's the thing. There's, there, I live in Jacksonville, Florida. There's something like 2 million people who live here at time of recording. And if I had a Jacksonville, Florida, we'd call it Duval podcast, right? Like if that, if that was my podcast, I would potentially already have 2 million people who could listen. And mm-hmm. sure, people are like, well, if you go global, you have billions, right? It's like billions of people aren't going to listen to your podcast no matter what it's about. But there are so many of these niche localized podcasts coming up. Uh, and I have friends that have started them as well. So if they don't exist you have an even bigger opportunity. Because first, I'm talking mm-hmm. about being a guest on those, right? But hey, if you're mm-hmm. that local dentist and you're like, oh, there's nothing like that. I guess I, I guess I lost. No, you could be the one to start that. And it doesn't just have to be about being a dentist, right? It can be a little bit more broad because your niche is your local market. That, I think, is going to become one of the biggest opportunities in podcasting from a hosting standpoint is, is first off, your first filter is, are you in my city? So th- that's something I'm excited about in the future of podcasting. I see a big opportunity there. I think it's huge. And that, I mean, and we'll utilize the, the example you started with with the dentist. We don't have to be talking about fillings and veneers and all these things every single, every single episode, right? And the great thing is, is that as a dentist, you can bring on your vendors and your vendors will give you special uh, favors for, you know, spotlighting them. 
right? So, I mean, you could utilize it not just on the client attraction side, but on your fulfillment side, right? I mean, they, they want that exposure and you can show them how to do that. But then we start talking about this hosting thing, right? And it's like, Hosting is scary. Like there's a lot of things to do being a host. I know because I'm in season two of the Buzzworthy podcast and it's a lot, right? It is, it is a lot. But what about guest speaking? Can we utilize that instead? Yeah, being a guest on a podcast, I think is where every business should start. So if you're a service-based business, there's obviously a million things you can do to attract more clients, to grow your business, to raise awareness. Podcasting is one of those lanes. But I'll say mm-hmm. this about podcasting. Like Buzz said, it's a little bit of a labor of love, right? Like there's some work that goes into it. So before you go that route, the first thing I always tell people, I'm like, do not start a podcast. Go be on three of them and see if you like it. Because here's the thing, if you hate it and you're on a guest on three of them, you can kind of wash your hands of it and be done. If you right. took nine months to set up a podcast or whatever it takes these days, right, to build it right. out, then you're like, oh, I hate this. And now I have to stick with it because I committed to it, right? Like, right. just have the smaller commitment. And here's what happens. I found there's two types of people, which this is not too insightful about to say, Buzz, but whatever. Um, you either <laughs> love it or you hate it. Right. If you hate it, then you have my permission to not do it ever again. But if you love it, maybe, maybe you should have a podcast. I got into podcasting from my book, right? And of course, now I have to plug my book, Please, right? Put it so up on the there, screen. If you're, if you're watching video, you can see that you can rule get my, my best-selling book. There you go. The Rule of 26 at ruleof26.com, right? So I went to launch this thing, right? And I'm like, I need to get, this is 2021. We're still in the middle of the pandemic. Like, how am I going to get out there? And like live uh, speaking events were not a thing yet in the whole nine yards. And I'm like, how can I get there? And a, friend, a mutual friend of ours uh, introduced me to your pod match. And, um, and before that, I actually had hired a very good uh, podcast agent who shopped me around, right, for as a guest, right? And I utilized both of those for the first full year. Actually, I still utilize both of them because I use them for different things. But the thing is this, I didn't host my own show for a year and almost a half. I was on almost 100 shows by the time I started my own, Right. Now, out of every out of a hundred times of talking about what I do, I garnered right around three hundred fifty thousand dollars in new business, and I didn't have to host anything. I showed up, I would show my book, and I would and I would talk about the book. I would engage my host and make them feel as just as important as they're trying to make me feel. So we have this mutual benefit of the good discussion, Unreal. which a lot of people um, yeah. you don't start there. Right, like when you start guest speaking, it's it's a little nerve wracking. I don't care how much you've spoken or performed. Like I've performed on four continents, thousands of people, whole nine yards. Like I've been doing this since I was thirteen years old. You know, performing on stages, I still get goosebumps and a little bit of butterflies when I get on a live stage. I had that feeling when I was on a Zoom call with a host for a podcast. I knew only maybe five people were going to listen to. It was a tiny little show but I cut my teeth there and I got really good at what I had to say. So now as a host, that's all second nature and all the rest of this stuff is just a cakewalk. So I'm, I'm with you. Like don't do hosting unless you get bit by the bug, right? Cause there's nothing worse than getting the microphones and figuring out what software you're going to use and all that other stuff. And then find out, well, I just don't like this process. This process sucks, right? Yeah. So I'm really happy with that. That we, that we got there. Um, so when we're being guests, though, what should our primary focus be 
as a guest on somebody else's show? Well, I'm definitely going to share what I believe that the purpose of being on a show is. Sure, one of the byproducts is earning business, but I, I always say the words lead with value. You show up to share your expertise. Going back to the example I shared at the beginning when I was looking at that SMS marketing, when I was looking at that, I, I didn't get sold. So there wasn't a single podcast that was like, and if you want it, I'll tell you the secret if you click here, right? It was none of that. It was strictly, this person's like, here is everything I know. Take all of it. Use all of it. And ultimately, that's what made me decide to do something. Now, I'm not saying to lead with value so you earn business. Lead with value with the intent of I'm going to make the world a better, more educated place and serve in the best way I possibly can. And maybe, just maybe, someone will also work with me. Because, Buzz, I've heard you on podcasts. You're not the guy who's like, oh, I would tell you about chapter two, but you got to buy the book, right? No, it was like <laughs> you were instead an open book. And Buzz is like, here's everything. Like, if you don't want to buy it, I'll just tell you right now. And if there's one thing I've learned about this world that we live in, like humans are changing. I mean, our minds are changing. When we hear somebody who's all in on us, we're willing to give them a shot. We might not go mm -hmm. all in them right away, but I'm telling you what, when someone picks up Buzz's book, they're going to read it and be like, dang, I'm all in, right? But if you mm -hmm. just give them enough to say, hey, here's everything. You don't even need to buy if you don't want to. They're going to pick it up and say, you know what? This person trusts me enough to give it to me. I'm going to go ahead and invest. And I have found that to be true time and time again. And I'll, I'll tell you what. The people that show up with a service-based business that are out to serve themselves don't do well in podcasting. And there's mm -hmm. a handful of reasons for that, and I'm not going to get into all the technical side of it, but Edison Research did a lot of reporting on podcast listeners. Podcast listeners are usually among the most educated, highest-grossing people on the planet. Like they are the, the like if you look at YouTube, the average YouTube uh, like viewer mm -hmm. versus mm -hmm. podcast listener, it's literally like 10 to 20x. These mm -hmm. people, and I always just say this, they're probably smarter than me, right? That are listening and they can smell it from a mile away if I'm being tricky or salesy in any way. And people who show up that way, they see right through it. Again, probably the person trying to sell on them, trying to sell them is smarter than they are anyway. Like, I see what you're trying to do. I'm out, right? You build right. this trust. So anyway, I'm right. rambling here a little bit, Buzz, but like the point no, is, you're doing awesome. show up and leave with value. This, I mean, the value of what you just gave is so valuable. It's not rambling. That's just going down that yeah. rabbit hole. I'm going to back it out a little bit as a marketer. That mentality fits a marketing narrative. And this is why. So even if you, ha you didn't have a pure, pure heart, like maybe you're 80-20 pure at heart, right? And there's still a little bit of you're like, I'm doing this eventually to get there, right? If you keep this mindset, you give everything. And thank you very much for the kind words. I give everything. I'll just use me as an example. I give everything because not everybody's going to buy from me. And the people who are looking for the free lunch, the tire kickers and plate lickers, as I call them, are never going to buy from you anyway. So give them everything they need to do it on their own. You serving them is just putting the positive energy into the, in, into the universe, right? The ether. And I'm not trying to get touchy-feely here, guys. I'm talking about just positive energy and leading with it, regardless if it's the, it, your God that, that tells you to do it, you're just, you just believe in ethereal energy. Whatever that is, use it and just pay into it because it pays back, okay? So even with that said, you're giving to people who are only going to take is great because then you don't have to have them on your list to get clogging up your funnels, period in a story. You don't want them in your funnels. They're wrecking your numbers, right? Okay, now number two, only 5% of your market is in the market to buy right now. So if you're giving now and you make the impact for free today, I've had prospects in funnels for seven years, okay? 
And they come back and they're like, hey, Buzz, I don't know if you remember me, but we talked about seven years ago. You were talking at blah, 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 blah. And he tells me the whole thing. Da, 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 da. I'm ready to go today. That's God honest truth has happened to me. Seven years. Okay. That's the impact I had by just giving. Did I wait for that guy for seven years? No, I went on my life for seven years. I've probably seen a couple of countries between there the whole nine years. The thing is this, if I'm always giving, I'm always imprinting, then I'm always have the opportunity that one of those 5%, when it's their time, will be thinking of me. Okay. So from a marketer's point of view, that 20% of selfishness is going to pay dividends just by being selfless. Right. So now you have this dilemma, right? We've kind of had this dichotomy, like to host or to guest. How do we decide? First off, I got to go back to something you just said. I'm just going to say, dig your well before you're thirsty. Dig your well before you're thirsty. Like if you're, if you're like, man, now I wish I need that person from seven years ago, you should have been adding value for those seven years. Eventually they come around. I don't have a seven year story yet, Buzz, but I love hearing that was cool. But, uh, so yeah, to, to podcast host or to podcast guest, like which one is right. It again, first, I kind of alluded to it earlier. It, the first thing you want to look at is, is my niche being served already? And if you can mm-hmm. find like five, 10, 20, 30 podcasts in that niche that you say, yeah, this is, this is really it. Maybe some are a little bit broad, but this is it then maybe it's best to, again, to be a guest on those. See if you can get through them. But if, if you're like, and I talk to people like this all the time, Alex, there's not a single podcast that does what I do. What am I supposed to do? And I'll obviously <laughs> look at it with them because typically I'm like, wait a minute, there's five of them right here. Like, oh, I didn't know how to look for them, right? But like sometimes <laughs> I talk to people, I'm like, that's what, that's what you do? Is there a market for it? They're like, yeah, there's a few thousand people on the planet who need it. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, there's definitely not a podcast about that. You should start one. And they're like, light bulb. They're like, what? I didn't think about that, right? Like, and yes, if there, the thing is, there are a lot of podcasts, but not as many as you would think. In fact, right. there's under 400,000 at any given time that are active. And right. that includes the celebrity podcast. That insl- right. includes like the, um, the true crime stuff, which is not anything that we're getting into here, right? So all those are included <laughs> in that. So right. there is always opportunity in the space because if you compare that to active YouTube channels, which I think is over 33 million or something like that, like think about the difference oh, wow. there. So there is opportunity, but the first the first filter I look at is does this already exist? If mm-hmm. it does, how how many of those exist, right? I'll go be on those. But if it doesn't, maybe that's your sign that it's time to give it a shot. And so that's always the first thing I say. Is someone already doing this really well? If yes, stick with them. If no, maybe it's time for me to start it. And that's that's the first filter I'd go through. I love it. And you know, if it's a smaller show and it 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 truly talks to your niche and you don't want to be a host, you know, you can sponsor that podcast. You know, become a yeah. guest, get to know them. If you get, if you click, find a way to JV with those guys, get a joint venture, right? Like I get it that not everybody has time to do what we're doing right here between me, you and Alex, we're, we're, you're guesting on my show. Um, I don't think I've guessed it on your show yet, but we'll probably end I've up getting there. sent you the information on it. I'm just waiting on you. That's all. Oh, okay. <laughs> then it's my, it's my fault that it is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I did send it to you, but we're going to, we're going to connect about that later. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah, there, there, yeah. We'll get you there. So, but I mean, we're making this time because for us, it's about giving, right? And like, I don't think I have pitched my own stuff on my show in two seasons, right? And will we ever get to that point? Maybe, but it will be a one in 10. It's going to be less than ten percent of any 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 shows, right? And it, a, a one in ten shows, it'll be mentioned, and it'll be one percent of the show. Like it's just not that's not where we're at, right? Um, because the point of this show is to help people stay out of entrepreneurial poverty. So to me, this is my way of getting experts in every space of business in front of people trying to be great business leaders. If I do that, what I do in my own business will come tenfold. 
And it probably won't come from my listeners. I'm okay with that. But if you have a niche and you find a host that's doing that, you need to go to them and say, how can I help you in that? Because then you can leverage your investment to get those clients that you can help. Because as service-based businesses, that's what we're doing. We're helping people. And if you are truly worried about helping your people, then being uh, supporting a show that serves your niche is part of the gig. Would you agree? Yes, I, I would. I mean, you said it earlier, this establishes you as an authority. Like it, it really does. Like anytime I mention I'm a podcast, which disclaimer on my show, we died at the beginning, it's about podcasting. So when the average person's like, oh, you have a podcast? What's about? I'm like, podcasting. They're like, oh. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I, I know, I know. Anyway, so it's not like what Buzz has got here that's actually like really interesting for most people. But um, anyway, my point is it establishes you as an authority. But the other thing that it does, and maybe this is like a little bit outside the box thinking, but we didn't mention this earlier, but it does develop no like and trust. So if you're right. if you're if you're a podcaster on either side of the mic, it's not like social media, quick posts people are gonna scroll by. And social media is powerful, so I'm not downplaying it, but it's not this, which is the same as people sitting in seats listening to you. Buzz, right. if you had 10 people listening to the show or five people listening to the show, it's worth it because in my mind, they're sitting right in front of us right now. We're on stage talking to them and they're listening with the intent of I plan on applying something or learning something from this. And so again, it develops that no like, and trust and gives the opportunity. So the other method I was going to share real quick is if you're constantly getting hit up by the people that you're serving for more because you have like a cult following or whatever, right? Or it's just, man, they're always wanting more content. That's another reason to do a podcast because again, they're, they're like sponges wanting to absorb and wanting to get to know you better. They want to like you more. They want to be able to share stuff about you. So if you have a podcast, you're giving them that opportunity and the thing is, they might back off a little bit, not from working with you, but back off of like, I need more, I need more, I need more. And they'll be like, finally, here's more of Buzz. Like he has a podcast, right? Like, thank God I have something to consume. So I don't always have to go back and bother this person, right? Because I can remember, I know a few companies before they had a podcast, they get reached out to a lot. People asking like questions about what do you all think about this? And they start a podcast and those questions went away and the company grew because these people are listening to it and they're communicating mm -hmm. in the community being like, oh, well, they talk about on this podcast episode. Now that's all public for people to see. That's an unseen benefit to it that, again, builds out the authority, develops know, like, and trust, and takes care of some of the communication that you have to have if you do have that truly engaged following that you have with your, your business. I love it. And I think that you could utilize that. Like you, you, When you're a guest on somebody's show, you can utilize your guest appearance as content on your homepage or on your homepage with your website. Right. And you can usually ask them for the recording so that you can chop it up for your social media and show that your authority is there, right? LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all that good stuff, right? But then, like, fr fr uh, frequently asked questions and link the, the answer to the audio so they can hear the long, right? Short answer is this for the long answer, click here. And then they're listening to you as an authority by and giving that authority by a host of a show that's now trusting you as a guest to be an authority. Like as a host, we have a responsibility to only put experts in the subject matter we're going to talk about that day on the show, right? Not a bunch of snake oil people, you know, none of that crap, right? And so I really want the listeners to, to let that sink in. Like you want to be your authentic self and you want to be on shows with hosts they're looking for authentic experts so that that oozes out because that fake crap will scream like a banshee and just people will run from it. Yeah. It's just, it's just there. It's inauthentic and you can feel it. You can, it oozes out of their skin. You can see it. 
it's dis- disgusting to me. So I'm 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 over explaining oh, this. But. Let's put it this way: I've had three people on my podcast do that. I have a I don't know, 200 and change episodes, right? I had three mm-hmm. people that came on with that mentality. I never post those episodes because as a host, one of my jobs is to protect my listeners from mm-hmm. that. And I, I re-listened to it. One of them was like a like an A-list person. So it was like a, a real celebrity. And I was like so psyched to meet them. They were awful. Like, and I'm not trying to be mean. They were just terrible. I re-listened to it a few times. I'm like, there is no way I can post this. Like, I just right. can't do it. And so mm-hmm. it just never got posted. But I'm yep. telling you what, like, hosts if they can't find it the listeners will and they'll leave so like if you're starting a podcast be very very careful the type of person you have on there like really just think about it like hey if i was hearing this would i run or would i would i lean Mm -hmm. in on it right and if exactly think about that answer there let's go with the guesting because that's like the easiest thing to get started with and i think that anybody who doesn't already have a show should start a guesting anyway and i think that backs up what you were saying what's the first step in becoming a guest on a podcast the first thing, and I always start with this, and I know Simon Sinek kind of stole it, but uh, start with why is the most important thing you can do. Figure out why you want to do it. Make sure it aligns with your business. Make sure it connects with your core beliefs, right? Like make sure all those things are encompassing together. The next phase of that is to identify the niche. Like what podcasts are those? And then the last thing is to just create an avatar. So like have that avatar mind. So again, you kind of have the why. It connects to everything you do. You say, here's the type of shows I'll go on. And now who do I think is listening to that that I'm going to be talking to? And keep all that in your mind. And at that point, when you know, okay, this is why I'm doing it. These are the shows that are right. This is who it's for. You can now go to that podcast host and clearly articulate why you want to be there. One of the biggest problems I have with people reaching out to me on my show is they reach out like, I want to talk about my expertise. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, what value will my, my audience give it? Like, I've been doing this for 30 years and you get a ton of value out of it. I'm like, that, that doesn't say anything to my listener, right? But the person who shows up and says, you know what? I'm doing this because I have this business. I'm not trying to sell anything, but I know that that directly connects to your podcast because here's my avatar. And I believe I can really serve that person. I think that's who you talk to as well. Whenever that happens, I'm like, all in. Come on. Here's the door. Let's go. Come on. And so I just think if you can start with those few things, you're going to go really far as a podcast guest. If you'd like to share your knowledge for the benefit of others, and that knowledge is in line with your business, then podcasting should be at the top of your marketing strategy list. Alex gave us great tips on how to approach podcast guesting, which is where we both agree you should start. Check out the links to Alex's awesome podcast matchmaking platform in the show notes. It's a tool I regularly use and highly recommend. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to our show. And until next time, stay buzzworthy.